It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 421 of the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, and 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd. I put the and in too soon. And I'm Mo. A lot it. of things wrapped up in one small yet loud package. Your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best. But one thing I'm not is good at math. Uh, today on the show, how do we handle biblical gray areas? Also on the show today, our Discord will debate a topic about Nintendo. Boop, 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 boop. You didn't uh, do that right. What did I, what did I do? Boop, 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 boop. Well, that's where I thought you were going, and then you did it. I didn't go there. That's not where I was going. Um, but first, today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. We got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is World Trick Shot Day. Really? A trick shot. What's your favorite? Group that does trick shots. The Harlem Globetrotters. I'm surprised you had an answer. Good job. Hey. Uh, I, I enjoy Dude Perfect quite a lot. My whole family enjoys Dude Perfect. Uh, to the point where we're going to try and go see them live next year, I think. What? Yeah. Really cool guys. Uh, but also from uh, Australia, we got the How Ridiculous guys. Those guys are fun. Both of those groups, uh, Bible-believing Christians, which hey. is really neat. Um, but yeah, really, really fun stuff. Cool. Those are two guaranteed banger YouTube channels. If you haven't uh, seen them, go watch them now. You'll have content for years. And not not now. Not you know, now. Because you'll need to continue not listening. Not the now now, but to, the later now. To the rest of the show <laughs> and the things we're going to talk about. But when we're done... Then go. Okay, okay. Okay. Right. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's appropriate. Okay. But just we wouldn't. Sure. I wouldn't be upset if you you just stop listening to us and go watch Dude Perfect for a little while. I would. You could come back to the podcast. It's all right. Who are you more fearful of? <laughs> just saying. What else we got? Uh oh, there is another one, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. National Cotton Candy Day. Oh. National. Oh, the How Ridiculous guys are from Perth. That's right. That's right. I've heard them say that a lot of times. I didn't know you lived in Perth, though. That's cool. Uh, our friend Tristian in our, I was about in to our say, Twitch chat. Our, Tristian Twitch chat. Our morning show listeners who are not on Twitch are like, <laughs> who are you talking to? Hey, look, we make it clear. These first two segments of every morning show, we record live on Twitch. And if you're not there, you're missing a whole bunch. A we've whole had, bunch. We've had so much more content over on Twitch this morning that you've completely missed out on. Mm -hmm. So if you Sadly. missed it out on Twitch, at least go watch it on our YouTube channel. Okay? Because otherwise, what are you doing? 
twitch.ltnonair.com and youtube.ltnonair.com. If you're only listening to the morning show, then that's like only eating the crust of a pizza. No, hold on. No, wait. That's bad. That's a bad. The morning show is still the best part. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. The crust is the best part. You eat the crust of the pizza is the best part. Hold up. You save the crust and you dip it in that garlic sauce or you dip it in marinade, whatever. The crust is the best part of the pizza. Okay. But Twitch chat, without please. the sauce and please the cheese and the <laughs> toppings, you're missing out on so much of the pizza without Twitch and YouTube. You're missing out on so much of mm. The show. Does anybody agree with can Mo you, that the crust is the best part of the pizza? Can you not <laughs> shame me right now? Please? I'd appreciate it. It's like she was raised by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <gasps> KY? <laughs> anyway, I would say that the morning show gives you about 75% of our entertainment each week if you want to see all of it you got to check out the youtube show or the twitch show when we record <sighs> <laughs> for those not not watching uh Mo's giving me quite the look quite the dirty look <laughs> once a week we like to open up our discord <laughs> backrowdiscord.com i'm not gonna look at you <laughs> but for some of our back robots to argue some of the internet's favorite arguments and we want to look <laughs> we want to take a look at nintendo systems from the 1985 nes to the uh switch oled model 2021 uh from game boy to the 3ds <laughs> dang it <laughs> What, Mo? What? <laughs> You're rude. I'm sorry. Um, we <laughs> we got to get over to our Discord. This has been a mess. I'm sorry. Uh, anyone in our Twitch chat right now who wants to join in on the Discord, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Nintendo. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> Listen, but y'all better not be coming up in this Twitch this Discord chat. I want to hear a single thing I about don't. pizza. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. If you got something to okay, say, save it. Hey, look, uh, Christian. I Christian is uh, on, I, he's not really on my side. The crust is the backbone of the pizza. Without it, your pizza would have no structure. He's exactly right. I mean, I, I'll give you that. Where's the lie? <laughs> and some might say that the structure of all things is the best part. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to put that up. Oh, I did it. Hey, what do you know? Lark was talking, oh. like always. Hey, hey, Matt. Hey. Hey, Matt, guess what I had for lunch today? Pizza. Yes, I had a pizza party. Really? <laughs> did you eat the crust first? What was the best part, Lark? No, you uh, don't eat the crust the first. You save the best pizza. part for last, and you always eat the crust last. Except with the stuffed crust. Uh, no, the, be the best part the of that pizza was the cheesecake that I got after I finished it. <laughs> like, see, if you'd have done stuffed crust pizza, I would have been on board with you. I did have a long conversation <laughs> with my coworkers explaining the concept of cheese stuffed breadsticks, though. Cheese stuffed breadsticks. Have you never had a Bosco stick, Matt? I mean, I've had them. I yeah. mean, isn't that just a mozzarella stick? No, 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 no. No. 
it's 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 like the crust of a stuffed crust pizza essentially it's a breadstick with cheese in bread it. Stick. So it's a like mozzarella stick, stick is a uh, stick of mozzarella covered breading <laughs> it's it's like a bosco crust. stick is just a breadstick with cheese in it it's like the stuffed crust of the stuffed crust pizza yeah <laughs> how are you so confused i'm not confused i'm i hear you I understand exactly what you're saying. I just really want for everybody to take a minute to really, truly rationalize how similar mozzarella sticks and stuffed crust pizza, which you all are comparing these cheese stuffed breadsticks to. not similar, though. A mozzarella are. stick is just a stick of mozzarella that was rolled in breading. And it's fried. not bread that has cheese stuffed in it. It's cheese that has bread put on it. There was a significant difference here. And but I guess this is our debate topic now. I mean, I kind of see Mo's point. <laughs> yeah. I don't I see Mo's point, I and I don't like it. Because essentially the main portion of it is exactly the same. However, <laughs> a true cheese-filled breadstick is going to be more bread. Is like going to be at least 50-50, if not more bread than cheese. A mozzarella stick had better have significantly more cheese than bread. Otherwise, I feel cheated. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And it has to do with the proportion of cheese to bread, and I am gesturing <laughs> with my hands now. You got Lark hand gesturing. I am talking Lark with my hands, even though you can't see show. my hands because I don't, don't have a camera the, on. We don't need those hand gestures. We don't need here. those hand gestures. Keep your hand gestures to yourself. <laughs> Too bad. Okay, okay. Well, it looks like you're Any, the only Anybody two. who saw the time I showed up on the LTN stream for donor stuff knows I talk with my hands. We, uh, KY, if you're, if you're able to jump in, even if you don't want to be a part of that topic, I'd love to hear why you don't even bring up Nintendo at your home at this point. Uh, but until then, Lark and Oriole. That's not what she's saying. We don't yeah, even no, need, that's to, not oh, need to bring up. We don't even need to bring up Nintendo. I'm sorry. I didn't see the need. Didn't see the need. I saw we don't because even bring up Nintendo. Because she said earlier, she said earlier, I was going to try and get my husband to get on and talk about this, but he's busy doing something. And so that combined with that comment, I thought that meant there's a whole Nintendo story going on in our house, <laughs> yeah, no. and it was a controversy. I apologize. No, she was just acknowledging the fact that we just naturally we just went into our, our own our arguing argument. on Discord. <laughs> Is a cheese without cheese a fourth topic. A cheese stick, the same thing. <laughs> you said not to bring up pizza, I, so I decided I have to. It's been a while since we've actually had an arguing on Discord. It's true. Normally, lately, it's That's been, true. been oh, everyone's all yeah. agreeing. And <laughs> That's true. Again, I'm standing firm. On my I'm standing firm. point. <laughs> I'm standing firm on the rock. See, the problem is that my point is valid. As is mine. Dang. Dang. All right, guys. We're talking about Nintendo this morning. Nintendo. So, Are we? Are uh, we? I want to know your favorite Nintendo system and your favorite Nintendo handheld and why. And Lark, we'll start with you. So, mine for both is the Switch. Except I am slight. Wait, no. The system is going to be the Wii because honestly, I do like the Wii better. But the handheld will be the Switch because the Wii is my entire okay, well, childhood console, well, for the, for and the, I love that thing. Oh. And dang it, we still use them in college. Fun fact: all of us inherited. I didn't, but a lot of my friends inherited their Wiis from their parents when we went into um, uh, college. And so we still use them for playing like Just Dance and Mario Kart, and we and it's a fun bonding experience. And 
Just, there's nothing quite like the Wii Remote in gaming, and I love it. Okay. That does mean that I'm a lot worse at a lot of gaming than I would be otherwise because I learned on a Wii Remote, which is nothing like most gaming controllers. But hey, and then handheld is the Switch because that's what I've played. Okay, but I never I had a DS as a kid. You never, but did you never have any other kind of handheld? Because in the lead up to this, which you might not have heard, I said the handheld qualifies Game Boy through 3DS, so we're not counting the Switch as a handheld. I did not have the Game Boy. I did not have the 3DS. I didn't have any wow. of those. My friends did. Oh, the Switch is the only handheld one I've had. Jeez. Unless you count my phone, which is not made by Nintendo. Such a sad childhood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll take it, and I don't disagree agree with your Wii assessment um, because really the Wii was a, a, a game changer like it it's it it's was. where Nintendo decided to go in a completely different direction than the console wars like they made the decision yeah. like okay we're not going to try and be better than the other two consoles instead we're going to try to be different enough that most people will want us in addition to either a PlayStation or an Xbox and right. so they, they did it very smartly and the Wii yeah. genuinely was a fun experience, though completely different from traditional gaming up to that point. Yeah, you're not going to get those hardcore gamers on the Wii going absolutely nuts about it. You're going to get like the it's a more of a family console that mm -hmm. you're going to get. It's a party a console. Family to have. Exactly. Yeah. It's a party console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it had some platformers on there that were not party games, but when you think of the Wii, you think of, like, Just Dance, and you think of yeah. things like that. Right. And but then, I mean, you do have, you do have some games that had some hardcore I will need Dancing to Wawa, well, well, Rasputin, yeah. forever. There's a reason why I bought Just Dance for my Switch, because I wanted to play the games of my childhood. Yeah. I get I am talking with my hands again. <laughs> but, like, the I'm thinking, like, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, those are still Nintendo yeah. and family-focused, but they've also, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, gaming esports uh, based around those two games still right. now going all around. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they can be a semi-version of hardcore gaming, even though... They're still goofy Nintendo characters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the fact that Lark keeps saying that the Just Dance is the game of her childhood makes me feel really, really old. old. Yeah. Remember that tweet that was going around that said, post your top game that came out when you were 12? Mm -hmm. First off, Skyrim came out for the first time when I was 12. Also, um, the game that I picked was one of the versions of Just Dance. <laughs> See, when when you talked about how Just Dance reminded you of the you know, game of your childhood, I was thinking, yeah, it reminds me of a game from my childhood, too. It was that NES ER. track and field simulator oh, that had yeah. the pad that you jumped yeah. on the dots to run. <laughs> yes, I remember that. When I was 12, Super Mario World came out. A, a wild KY appears. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we just know her voice. <laughs> oh my goodness! So when you're, I'm sorry, I got I got so excited you were here. I didn't actually hear what you said. What did you oh. say? I said when I was 12, Super Mario World came out. Super Mario World, yeah. The best 2D platformer. Yes. Yeah, that was about the, about the age yeah. I think that it came out for me. No, I was a little younger than that actually. When I was 12 is when uh, Super Mario 64 came out. No, older. Whatever it was. No. Well. How old was that, I when I had the 64 before I left Hobbs and I left Hobbs about, after sixth how about grade. Final Fantasy three, Dr. Mario. Those came out when I was 12. Dr. Mario. How do you all remember these things? <laughs> 
Okay, well, there's this Hold thing. It's, it's Bing.com, and then you type in game Mario that came out in 1990, and then a whole list comes up. It's awesome. 1990. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So that came out. You were born yeah. in 1990? No, I was no. 12 in 1990. Okay, I was about to say, because that okay. was nine years before I was born. Okay, I so think, you're. Is that correct? So you're slightly is that older math than me, correct? Then. Um, now I'm doubting myself. No, that's correct. What, okay. what year? I'm sorry. What year were you born? 1978. So okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going anyway, in the complete opposite direction. Everyone else give you console opinions. <laughs> okay. So I only got on to share my husband's console opinion because we are a strict Nintendo that only house. Right, we have yeah. all Nintendo everything from the original on up. And I'm here in proxy for my husband, and he says uh, GameCube is his number one favorite. Oh. And oh, yeah, I told I, that's why I had to get on because I knew no one else would rep for GameCube. Oh, oh no. Chris totally would. No, no, Chris no. totally would. Chris loved wanna, the GameCube. I want to try the GameCube at some point, but the GameCube controller hates me. I tried well, see, it. And that's why he likes it. The controller, he loves the controller. The controller is all right. Uses a game the Wii controller, controller because um, it, just, it just feels, it feels like yeah, My fiance uses the GameCube controller on his Switch. I mean, the controller was probably the most legit Nintendo controller. But aside yeah. from that, the GameCube was the first console that made me like go, nah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna abandon Nintendo and get an Xbox instead. This generation, like it's the only Nintendo system I never owned, and uh, I don't regret that decision. <laughs> see, see, I enjoyed the GameCube. It's one of my favorites, but not my favorite Nintendo console. What's your favorite, I Oreo? Mean, right now, it's the Super Nintendo, oh, and yeah. I still. I still have my original Super Nintendo from when I was a child. Wow. And it, um, it's sitting next to my Xbox uh, One. <laughs> <laughs> and I still play it. Um, and because I still have some games that like are not on the Nintendo Switch Online, like some old baseball games and uh, things like that. Oh, yeah. I so, am really enjoying the Nintendo Switch Online, though, for that reason. Like those yeah, those so Super Nintendo games are so fun to go through. One I wish they would actually put on there is the Mario RPG, Mario Legend oh, of yeah. Seven Stars. Why haven't they done I that? Wish, I don't know, because I actually have never played that game. I played a little I never got to beat it, but I get to play it a little yeah. got to play it a little So bit. I'm hoping eventually they put that on there. All right. Um what about what about handhelds? Handholds is what I'm saying. Handhelds oh. for both of you. <laughs> Oh. Are we allowed to say Switch for that? Now? I would like I... you to not say Switch. I'd like you to say anything <laughs> up up through the 3DS line. <clears throat> I'm going to have to say it's a tie between the original Game Boy, mm -hmm. the old gray brick, no mm -hmm. color. <laughs> no backlight. Yeah. I didn't have a backlight. You had, to yeah. play by the, you had to play by the streetlight while you're in the car. You had to mm -hmm. hope that you could get yep uh the right or you had to buy that big magnifying glass that had the yeah, light i and... had that obnoxious giant yes. fold out ma magnifying glass with the light yeah. yes <laughs> it um, made the thing so the... heavy <laughs> yes it was okay. it so much of the battery the four double a batteries that the thing took oh gosh up. yes it did didn't it 
See, I mean, everything uh, took four AA batteries back I, then. I preferred everything. I preferred the second version, which was the Pocket, the Game Boy Pocket. It still was yeah. uncolored, unbacklit, but it was so much lighter, and it only took it two triple A's. It was much yeah. better. <laughs> I mean, that was just the first, and that's what I had first before I had a Super Nintendo. That was my first real gaming hmm. device was the original game boy and get and having those games to take with me and kind of play whenever yeah. was amazing that and then the ds not not the 2ds or the 3ds but when the regular DS. The, the regular ds when you had the two screens and you had the the one that was kind of a touch screen and everything like that mm-hmm. so it was i nice. like those it was nice yeah yeah Okay, why? What about your family, your husband? I guess. Oh, my family! Oh, I would, I would yell for him. Oh, okay, favorite handheld, babe. Favorite Nintendo hand. Oh, not including the Switch. I wouldn't say 3DS, except there's no way to hook it up to a TV. He said he wants to say 3DS, except there's no way to hook it up to a TV. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a valid point, I guess, but. I mean, well, we're the such whole a point huge, is like, not Legend to, of Zelda family. That's like that's out. our staple <laughs> at our house, and there are several titles I've never gotten to see all the way through because they're only available oh. on. And I'm such a visual person. I hate handhelds because they're just so small. I get like really agitated and frustrated trying to <laughs> to watch one, and so I like I don't even mess with it. So like the kids will be. <laughs> all of this stuff and i'm like that's what i haven't seen that's what i haven't seen so speaking of speaking of small when i was in college i won a raffle at my college for a game boy micro which was a very short-lived thing it was the size of like a pack of fruit strike gum strike (laughs) gum like it was very small the big pack you know what i mean it was like it was like super teeny the screen itself was like an inch tall uh, like it was, it was nuts. I'm convinced this is why our generation <laughs> all needs glasses. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I have why glasses. We're all blind. <laughs> Every single last one of us. That, that SNL sketch of Jeffrey's where like Will Ferrell has this teeny cell phone. He, he flips open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's your prize, Matt. Enjoy your, your little. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Mo. Uh, Come on. I mean, none of this is going to be a surprise. I am 100% in agreement with KY here that I do not like handhelds at all. At all. But thinking back to when the boys were little, I mean, I had, I think I played with friends game boys and whatnot. I never had a handheld growing up. Um, But when my boys were little, they had the DS, the 2DS, and then Topher got the 3DS. And out of those three, the original DS is my favorite, hands down. Um, But the N64 is my favorite console. What's happening? I don't know. Somebody's talking. (laughs) Gonna have to mute KY. (laughs) KY. The N64 is my favorite console. Okay, okay. Original DS is my favorite handheld. Original DS, okay. That's it. So for me, uh, I am in 100% agreement. Nintendo 64 and original DS. Yeah. Nintendo 64, just because that was that was again that was that was my childhood. Uh, that's that's 
where I really got into video games. Uh, but the Nintendo DS, I specifically like because it was the only DS version that allowed you to both play the new DS games and Game Boy Advance games. It had that slot at the top for Game Boy Advance games, too. Yep. So it was like two handhelds and one. Two for the price one. of one. It was wow. a good, yeah. it's a good transition, and that's why I was very glad I got it. When I uh, was able to put down that Game Boy Micro, I think I sold it to somebody for twenty bucks. <laughs> but you can see it. Oreo, yeah, Oreo put the picture Micro. in our in our back row buds Discord. I kind of want to try playing a game on that. <laughs> I no. mean, it was it was neat, and I did get to like carry it with me everywhere. So like this was before smartphones, really. So that was my smartphone. Anywhere I was, I would just be playing Game Boy games. But your hand got fatigued so fast, <laughs> so <Yeah>. teeny tiny. <laughs> And that's where I also like the Game Boy Advance SP when they made that clamshell one for the Game yeah, Boy Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I missed the Advance. I missed the Advance series. I guess the Micro technically is an Advance, um, but I didn't get the original Advance or the clamshell. But I had friends that had those. Um, yeah, that was in that transitional period where I was old enough to have a job, uh, but didn't make enough money to justify buying one of those. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> so I miss that generation of Game Boy. Uh, so are we done talking Nintendo? <laughs> are we done? Yes. I, listen, I sure. got to get something out before Oriole gets off. Okay, so listen. I need you to turn your listening ears on, Matt. Okay. Oriole, I need you to pronounce the word F-O-O-D. Food. Yeah. Food? Does he do it? No, he, he does it right. Do it? He does it right. Food. It's food. <laughs> it's food. I said Oriole. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's I think she's hoping that because Oriole is from the same area of so, the country as she Here's the thing. that he would mispronounce it the same way she does. There are certain <laughs> certain words that I can pick up a Maryland accent really quick. Yeah. And specifically, Oriole say O N on oh oriole you have to say it in a <laughs> sentence for it to work say it in a I sentence turned on, i oh, turned you, on the light switch you're doing it wrong on. i heard it on. on so with with marylanders they say more of an oi one one i did hear one. it when he said yeah. it in the sentence yeah whereas oil we love you yeah but i mean it's just like i turned the water on water Water. Yeah. Water. What is a water? Yep. So, anyway, as cares. soon as I heard the what's a water one, I was like, oh, maybe he says food the same way that I say food. But no, apparently you don't. Somebody so. answer my question. What's a water? It's water. 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 You put water in the sink. Water. Water. Yeah. We love water you. Water in the sink. No, so here's the thing, Oriole, I can remember being in fourth grade, okay? Remember, my dad and all of his family lived in Maryland, but I was actually, I grew up in North Carolina, right, with my mom. And so I'm in fourth grade, and we are on a field trip, and I asked if the water worked so I could wash my hands, and like... Oh, that was the first time that I experienced bullying because <laughs> those girls were so ugly. To water? What's water? Water? Ugh, she's gonna yeah. go wash her hands in the water. Ugh, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, you felt go like wash dying. Your hands. Wash you your wash hands in the water. Hands. Yeah, wash your hands. 
I my, felt like uh, dying. My mom. That's how my grandma talks. My mom says Warsh, uh, and I yeah. said that all growing up, and then I made a distinctive effort to stop saying it, and I got it on every word except for uh, Warsh rag. When I put the rag at the end, I never say it correctly, even to this day. I still say Warsh rag instead of Wash rag. Wash rag. <laughs> and it <laughs> bugs me no end that I can't get that little bit of country. <laughs> A <laughs> little bit of backwoods out it's of my really vocabulary. Not, it's not backwoods, though. That's it the thing. It sounds backwoods. It does no, sound. Whoosh. Mm -mm. It's actually, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Oriole, what is Maryland hmm. considered? I really hate. I, because I, it's, it's south of the Mason-Dixon, but it's technically the yeah. north. I, I hate that argument. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's south of the Mason-Dixon. I can't talk. Mason-Dixon. Yeah. But it's not really southern. It's, yeah, it's not but southern it's at not, all. It's not really northern either. So now a lot of people just call it the mid-Atlantic. That's true. No one knows what to do. That's true. Thrace yeah. over here solving my problems that I've had for 20 years. What? She says, she's basically saying, don't say rag, say cloth, say washcloth. Instead of wash rag. I mean, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Nobody says wash rag anymore that makes anyway. It's a washcloth. I'm going to start saying washcloth. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, and now Deidre's going to go, what's a washcloth? What are you talking about? Uh, KY right. says we need to all try how, how we say. Oh, okay. The, yeah, this is a good Crayola one. The Crayola thing. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Crayon. Yeah, I say crayon. crayon. I say crayon. 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 One, one is this crayon, crayon or crayon? Crayon. Crayon. Two crayon. syllables. Crayon like crayon. a cranberry. Crayon. 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 <laughs> some people say crayon, some say Hold crown. On. Like Oreo, crown. what do you say? Crayon. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, all right, you can see. I think this area, this region, is big on crown. It's a crown. Yeah, I think this region is, yeah. I actually asked one of my students today. She said, oh, she had something in her backpack, and... A crown. Oh, she said, I have another bow in my backpack and a crown. <laughs> and I was like, do you mean? How, how highly do you think of yourself? Because your grades are pretty bad. <laughs> well, and so I had to ask her, I said, okay, but like a crown that you wear on your head if you were a princess or a queen? And she goes, yes, Miss Megan. What do you think I meant? I said, well, what do you use to color your pictures with? A crown? And I was like, exactly. It's the same word. Oh, wait, hold on. She, hold on. Wait. Thing. She did have an actual crown in her backpack? Yes, a crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she put the two things together, a bow and You'll a crown. you used to it when your daughter's older, Matt. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it, my daughter's, she's a second my daughter's grade gonna girl. Be very of course she has a crown in her backpack. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for jumping into the chat. I know this went every which way, but it where did. we meant it to go, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> uh, we got to Nintendo and left we the snuck Nintendo it in there. Right. We got really it quickly. There. I'm still standing by mozzarella sticks. And oh gosh, I'm going to turn off the crust. call before we get into this again. Love y'all. Thank you. Bye, Matt. Bye, Mo. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> funny. Okay, where were we? I have no Let's idea. Let's take a break right here. When we come back, party size Twinkies. Stick around. Have you ever been around another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know, but you didn't? Of course you have. 
Well, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new. This is the real world, bub, and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because LTN has another nerdy definition for you. Today's terms are otaku reactions, kawaii, baka, and kimoi. These Japanese words are often heard in Japanese media and are often common otaku words as well, even if you don't speak the language. Kawaii means cute or adorable. Baka means stupid. And kimoi means gross. So, next time you pass a group of otaku at a convention, you'll be able to tell if they're complimenting you or insulting you. Because now, you understand that reference. Morning show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows the Friday or Saturday before with our friends here on Twitch. Follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for after the show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself, just like our last segment where we had uh, our friends arguing on Discord. Plus, our normal Tuesday taste test will now only be available on our video platforms, so catch it live on Twitch or later in the week on YouTube at youtube.ltnonair.com or on our TikTok at the Back Row LTN. All right. Now, before we go any further, it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day. You ready for this? Yeah. Cotton candy is healthier than most desserts. I believe that. Cotton candy is only made from two ingredients, air can we really consider air an ingredient? <laughs> and colored sugar. <laughs> is that what carbonation is? Isn't it mostly air? Sure, I Well, guess. I guess not. No, there's got to be something I don't know. else in that. Uh, but that basically means that there's no fat content at, at all in cotton candy, and there's actually much more sugar in a 12-ounce can of soda than an average cone of cotton candy. Oh, there's more, there's more sugar in a 12-ounce can of soda than... So many surprising amounts of bad food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's like four donuts, maybe five donuts. We've talked about this before. And yeah. you're like, and it just made me want, like, I can have more donuts exactly. than I thought. That's, that's exactly I where totally my mind more goes. Donuts. I won't drink a Sprite <laughs> for a day if that means I can have five donuts. Heck yeah. I've already allotted myself this amount of sugar. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> That was my fact. That was good. Yeah. Um, now it's time that we cl come clean and admit that we are major junk food nerds. And every week we like to showcase and talk about junk food that has been recently announced or even spotted in stores or on menus. You know, th that fact did actually make me feel better about our recent trip to the circus because I did devour an entire bag of cotton candy and You myself. were just eating air. Flavored with sugar. Air. Yeah, mostly. That's it. Mostly flavored air. That's like really my nice. carbonated waters <laughs> that everybody gives me a hard time about. This was also my first experience, um, like with a big bag of cotton candy for my boys. Eli handled it okay, but Johnny was just a yeah a solid sticky mess. I it was so bad. <laughs> don't like cotton candy for small children. Yeah, like it was because a bad for decision. some reason, like you don't see them doing it. But at some point, kids just like <laughs> spit directly into their hand and then they stick their hand in that bag of cotton candy and that cotton candy gets all hard and 
crystallized and their yeah. hand becomes a cotton candy hand. It's just one big disgustingness. <laughs> it was quite a mess. Yeah. Uh, but he loved it. It was fun. All right. Yeah. So we're going to kick off today's Junk Food Tuesday with Hostess re-releasing their giant Twinkie baking kit, where you can bake a huge Twinkie loaf cake with the cream filling. I think uh, I'm okay. Available at Big Lots and Maynard's. You know, I have seen this at Big Lots. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Seems um, like a Big, lot, big Lots item. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm good. Take that however you wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all hey, the... I bought a lot of my Christmas decorations from Big Lots this year, okay? So. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Aldi is selling Shamrock Farms pecan pie flavored eggnog. I'm so proud of you, right? I did now. that for you. Because I've been mean to you. It honestly that. sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I I would try this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But you don't even. Oh, huh. what? Huh. What? You would try this for sure? I tried normal eggnog for you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I? Thanks, Matt. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. It was, it was just a year ago that you had eggnog for the very first time, and mm-hmm. so for you to say, mm-hmm. I'd try this for sure. It's like. Mm-hmm. I get, can I like reap some of that claim? Absolutely. I feel like you could reap all of it. (laughs) Cause if this was, if that experience had not happened, I would not have said that. (laughs) I didn't hate it. It wasn't great for me, but I didn't hate it. I didn't like gag on it or nothing. It was all right. I just don't really see the appeal. But if you flavored it more like a a pecan pie, I might be all about it. Mm-hmm. So if you can find it, I'll drink it. All right. There's no all these yes. around here. <laughs> oh, I can get my hands on it. Oh, it'll happen. Bit. Uh, <laughs> Walmart is selling a Friends Central Perk cookie kit with a whole cookie coffee shop and all six Friends in cookie form, uh, though it can be found among the gingerbread house kits. It appears to be a sugar cookie based item, Interesting. but it looks incredibly cute. Incredibly cute. Anybody, yes, it's adorable. It's flipping adorable. Uh, speaking of cookie kicks, kicks, kits, Oriole has released a kit. Oriole. Oriole. <laughs> Oreo has released a kit for a whole Oreo village, uh, including enough kit items for five Christmas cookie buildings. They're a little smaller, but like you make your own little mm-hmm. village. It's really neat. I know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, let's see here. There was a time, there was a day that we were playing Among Us, uh, and it was like the first time a younger kid, this a particular younger kid had played with us, someone's son or whatever, and he kept calling Oreo, Oreo during the game, and I remember loving that, and now it just came back to bite me. <laughs> now you understand how easy it is. <laughs> he also said it like it was like some snark, like he was trying to tell him, he was like, well... Oreo was <laughs> near the body before I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oreo. Uh, back to Hostess. They have launched a new Boost Jumbo Donuts line, caffeinated donuts, in the flavors of caramel macchiato and chocolate mocha. Each donut has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. So, yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> Hostess has also launched a new strawberry cheesecake baby bunts mm. package and a devil's food jumbo honey bun, which I don't understand. Is it a devil's food chocolate honey bun with honey on it? I don't. Is I, there honey? I don't feel like these two things pair well. Yeah. At all. I don't. 
unless it's just the brand name and it's not actually honey, and this is like a chocolate glazed devil's food thing, or even just a normal glazed devil's food thing, that'd be fine. But if this has honey on a devil's food chocolate roll. Okay. No, I think that you're, is, okay. Going off of what you were saying, I don't think the brand is Honey Bun. I think it's a Honey Bun, but I think the brand is Devil's Food. No. I really do. Because when you read it, Devil's Food Jumbo Honey Bun. Well, I saw the picture. Oh, never mind. It's Hostess. It's Hostess Honey Bun, which is a brand. Like the Honey Bun brand. Okay, I don't know then. Yeah, Never mind. I'm pretty sure. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Sam's Club for the holidays has Reese's drizzled popcorn. Sure, why not? Lint truffles has a returning flavor. Snickerdoodle white chocolate. Uh, also returning are Pepperidge Farm Amaretto hot cocoa Milanos. I love me a good Milano. You know, mm-hmm. I like just the traditional. The straight up. I like the double. The double Milanos. I don't think I've had the double. Ooh, the extra. The double stuff. But every. Time they do these like like the mint and the orange and the raspberry i always am intrigued and then i'm always disappointed i'll eat like two out of the entire bag and then the rest of the bag gets wasted because they're just not the original That's sad it makes me sad it makes me sad for you <laughs> <laughs> and those abandoned cookies reese's puffs you next time. is coming out with a new cereal reese's puffs cluster crunch cereal from what I can tell, it appears to be the exact same cereal, uh, but instead it's just, instead of the puff balls, it's puffed up pieces that are shaped kind of like bear claw donuts or maybe grapes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll make for a bigger crunch, and okay. that's essentially the only difference. Cool. It's still the same cereal. Sure. Uh, but this new cereal is more interesting, Cinegram Toast Crunch. It appears to be a mix of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Honey Grahams. Okay, so I loved Honey Grahams growing up. Yeah. Loved them. I love both of those. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is hands down my favorite cereal. Everybody knows that. So good. But here's the thing, Matt. I just bought the Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch recently. The box is gone. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Better than the normal? I... Definitely not better. Okay. I was about to say, don't break my heart sure, here. sure, on par with. Wow, okay. It's got a whole different flavor to it, but it's just as... And that's the Christmas version, right? Like, yes. they come out with that only at Christmas. I, I think Pretty so, sure yeah. Pretty sure they do. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. So, if they did this sugar cookie toast crunch just this well this good then i have high hopes for this you're willing to try all cinegram toast crunches as long as it's actual cinnamon toast crunch brand and it's not it you is know, yeah it is the off yeah. brand um oreo thins is coming out with an extra stuffed version oreo thins oreo thins <laughs> coming out with an extra stuffed version and i feel like that um defeats the purpose of existing <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, but the cookie is still thinner than the I un- original. I understand, but I mean, the whole point <laughs> was to have exactly the amount that it has. And we're going to double that up. How many different levels of filling to cookie ratio do we need to have? There are already, I think, five levels. <laughs> Why do we need a sixth? 
I don't, you know, I can, I'm going to agree with you here. <laughs> I think Oreo is wasting their time and their efforts on figuring out these ratio cookies, different ratioed cookies, and they just need to do different flavors again. Let's just. I don't know. I feel like they're still doing that too. But they're not as much. Not as much. Not nearly as well, much. Well, I feel like they, they. I feel like they could stop. There's so many different flavor profiles that they could be putting <laughs> together that they're just not. I feel like we should be done. Oreo, <laughs> Oreo has no no reason to continue on. I feel like they've made the perfect cookie. Just leave it at that. Mm, but see, <laughs> I'm gonna say that Oreo is not the perfect cookie. I'm just saying. So now, cookie to ratio, we've got thins, we've got thins extra stuff, normal Oreo, Oreo double stuff, Oreo mega, mega stuff, stuff, and mm -hmm. occasionally Oreo most stuff. Yeah. Which is like a tire. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tire of cream in between two. That's six levels of the same exact cookie in different proportions. <sighs> mm -hmm. Find one that fits you. Okay. Coming in January, a new combos flavor, garlic parmesan baked crackers. Oh, I love, love, you love a good combo. combos. Oh. Uh, also coming next April, sour Skittles gummies. The Skittles gummies have been out for a few months. They're pretty darn good. If you haven't had them, but I think the Sour Skittles gummies will be even better. Uh, and rolling out everywhere now, Sour Skittles, the normal kind, are getting a slightly redesigned package as they also return to the original Lime Up, dumping green apple and returning lime back to its original glory for good. <laughs> Oreo. Uh, Oreo has come out with... Uh, it's hard now, huh? Yeah, it is hard. It's really hard <laughs> to think about it. Come out with snowballs, which are chocolate. Like, you know, you remember those Wonder Balls? Yes. Which are like the U.S. version of Kinder Eggs for a little while? Yep. So it's like that. It's like a Wonder Ball-shaped uh, chocolate thing with uh, just the Oreo filling and cookie bits on the inside. Just a solid dentist nightmare. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Welch's fruit and yogurt snowballs are out for Christmas. So it's like a strawberry and yogurt gummy. It's very interesting. Sour Patch Kids holiday cookie camper, an RV gingerbread house. Uh, it's not actually gingerbread. I think it's also a sugar cookie, but it's a little camper. It's cute. But Sour Patch Kids. But Sour Patch Kids, yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, let's see. Bluebell eggnog flavored ice cream with flecks of nutmeg and whipped topping swirl. Yes, please. That actually sounds pretty good. It sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. Uh, Pillsbury's come out with some soft baked sugar cookies with icing and sprinkles. Uh, I believe they are a limited edition thing. Duncan has new uh, pancake minis with little Mrs. Buttersworth syrup packets no, uh, to dunk in. Lay's has come out with a fried pickles with ranch flavor. Oh. Oh. Is Yum. A, is that a good ooh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. What else? Little Debbie lineup. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to say that for last year. Okay. Uh, Wendy's, it's not your fault. <laughs> you don't need to apologize. Wendy's is selling their $2 Frosty keychain tags right now that can be used to get a free Junior Frosty with any purchase for all of 2022. Nice. I mean, it's a great deal. You buy nice. a $2 keychain, yeah. you get a free Frosty with every Wendy's meal all mm-hmm. next year. Although I will say, like the Junior Frosties, I got a Junior Frosty the other day, and it they're was teeny like, tiny. I understand, but, but sometimes that's the the appropriate amount for an adult I feel like <laughs> and a I, child. You feel gypped or what? No, I I like inhaled it, like just, <laughs> and it was gone. Uh huh. That was it. That was it. So, Didn't even need a spoon or a straw or nothing. Just Jello shot of Frosty. That's all it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Long John Silver's, this is an interesting one. Uh, One that I think might be gross, but I also really want to try. Long John Silver's has brought back its mac and cheese for a limited time, and it is topping it with their crumblies, the little fried bits. That sounds gross. It does, but it also sounds intriguing enough that I need to try it. (laughs) (laughs) The crumblies are delicious. (laughs) Delicious. Nope. (laughs) Stuff that gets stuck to the pan. Essentially, yeah, but it's good. (laughs) Popeye's is also launching a new homemade mac and cheese, and it's similar to Chick-fil-A's with the little baked bits on the top and everything. Why is uh, Popeye's biting off Chick-fil-A so much? I don't understand. Okay, thank you. (laughs) And Taco Bell is testing crispy dipping flautas, which are taquitos. Flautas. Uh, in uh, Oklahoma City right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, likely will come here everywhere. Taquitos and tamales. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. And did you know that Del Taco just started making tamales? Yeah, they do that every year around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> my mind was blown. I was super excited. Anyway. So lastly, and unfortunately for us, uh, the Little oh, Debbie oh, holiday oh. lineup is the exact same this year as it was last year. Vanilla Christmas tree, Christmas tree cakes, chocolate Christmas tree, Christmas tree cakes. cakes, Christmas tree brownies, gingerbread cookies, cherry cordials, which are disgusting, and North Pole Nutty Buddy wafer bars. Uh, and it's unfortunate because we have no excuse to do another taste test and ranking. Very sad. Because there's nothing new to add to it. Oh. What? Maybe we should do a cereal, Christmas cereal taste Christmas test. Christmas cereal taste test? I could be down for that. We need we need some feedback. <laughs> we need a Christmas themed taste test. So Not you just tell taste us, test, but taste test like ranking competition. Yes. With at least what, four or five options? I say five, yeah. Five, at five's least a five. good number. Yeah. Five's a good solid number. Uh-huh. So let us know. What can we do? What should we do? Because we got to do something. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Because we're record- we're going to be recording our, our, our final episode, and that's our Christmas episode for this season. And uh, we need to know what to do, because it's just a one-off show. Like, it's not going to be a part of, like, the three... The three-day, like, main topic, because it's a Thursday show this week, this year. So... Mm-hmm. We need to know. Oh, gosh. We need to know. Lost my breath. You okay? I'm good. I'm all right. <laughs> Christmas versions of regular candy. Mm, mm, mm. Most of those are just like just red and green. Yeah. You know there's I mean? not a different flavor to them. I mean, I'm sure we could find five of those. I'm really liking cereal. Christmas yeah. candy for other cultures. That's not a bad idea 
except it's probably too late to pull that off. New flavors, okay. We'll see. Turducken taste test. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we get some really phenomenal taste test from, you know, our new our new Aussie friend, that could be fun. Okay, okay, let's see here. <laughs> That's everything. That's a whole that is, list. That is it. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, how do we handle the gray areas of life? Stick around. This week in nerd history, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. The final line of Linus's explanation of the true meaning of Christmas rings true and hits harder than any other Christmas special ever has, which is probably why it has aired nearly every year since its first airing on December 9th, 1965. Linus's speech is largely just him telling the biblical account of Jesus' birth, but there is an Easter egg for those with a keen eye. Linus, clutching his security blanket that he can never function without, begins to recite the story, but when he gets to the part and the angel said, fear not, Linus subtly drops his blanket, almost totally out of frame, and you likely won't notice unless you're looking for it. The message of Jesus bringing an end to fear is made clear with Linus dropping his blanket for the rest of the retelling of the story. It's a wonderful object lesson paired with a powerful passage. We encourage you to keep a Charlie Brown Christmas as a yearly tradition in your home. Of all the Christmas specials, this one is still the best. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. Last time we talked about marijuana and the Christian response to its growing use and the gray area surrounding its legalization at various levels. But that's only one of such gray areas where the Bible may not seem to be clear on. We're going to talk about a few more gray areas that many believers struggle with on a regular basis and see if there is a method for figuring these out. So these really aren't going to be all that controversial. And we talked about a few of them um, in the previous segment. We talked about drinking. We talked about smoking. Um, But what about things like dating? Kissing, premarital hand holding. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. What about it, Matt? <laughs> it's a gray area. I remember growing up in my youth group, and that was the that was the um, era of the "I Kiss Dating Goodbye" book, which Joshua Harris. We've talked about renounced and then left the faith. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I was never all that in for the no dating thing growing up. Like, well, I definitely wasn't. I wanted to date. I was ready to date. I I was ready to date in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
way off subject, but I do not, I'm not okay with first graders or second graders. <laughs> Pairing up. <laughs> I'm not for multiple reasons, but especially from an educator standpoint, it is such a huge distraction in the classroom. <laughs> I can't deal. Uh, I told you about my first grade girlfriend. Yes, right? you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went around telling everybody we kissed mm-hmm. when we definitely did not kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are you learning these things? <laughs> uh, I'm not even surprised anymore. <laughs> but like, okay, well, let's, let's like, like kissing. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. That is a incredibly intimate act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can, it, I mean, we're being honest. You're dating somebody. You go from cute little pecs to mm-hmm. much more than that. Roll quick. Real quick. Roll quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some people uh, in our lives that were committed to not kissing their significant other until their wedding day. Yep. Which I admire. I could never have done it, but I admire. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I really think Bubba and Anna did that. Really? Yeah. Our church nerds, compatriots, uh, on Fridays. I'm pretty sure that was a thing in their relationship, is they did not have their first kiss until their wedding day. Mm. I do admire that, and I honestly feel like that's probably ideal. But does that necessarily mean that kissing before marriage, even if it's a little bit more passionate than a peck, is sinful? If it doesn't lead to anything else. I mean, again, I think that it goes, I keep hitting the mic. I don't think in <laughs> at least two years I've hit the mic as much as I have. this week. <laughs> um, okay. I think that like everything and kind of where you ended the last segment, you know, it depends upon a personal standpoint. Yeah. You know, I, I will go ahead and say that my oldest made that decision for himself. And I didn't even know that that was a decision or a standard that he had set for himself when he, without even knowing it, when he first started dating, he had actually been dating his girlfriend for a day. And I had felt this huge conviction to sit him down and just have kind of an open conversation with him and Chris and myself about okay, well, this is how I would like for dating to look like for you, but you have to make your own decisions. You know, this is your purity, not mine. I can't live your purity for you. Um, And so it was then that he was like, okay, well, actually, so-and-so and I are dating as of yesterday. Okay. Which, you know, I can look back now and be like, okay, thanks, God. That was, that was all you. <laughs> Good timing. Good yeah, timing. appreciate that. Um, but in that conversation, I talked with him about, you know, it's not necessarily sinful for you to hold her hand. It's not sinful for you to hug her. It's not sinful for you to want to kiss her. But if those things are going to lead to something else, then maybe it's best for you to just steer clear of them. Yeah. Just keep yourself safe and wait. You know, I've used the fire analogy, how fire in and of itself is not a bad thing. When it's used within a fireplace or a fire pit or somewhere where it's contained in its rightful purpose, it's not a bad thing. But when it's used outside of its purpose and outside of a confined space, it can be 
very destructive. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I explained any sort of intimacy with someone who you're dating can quickly grow like a wildfire without you even really realizing it. Yeah. You know? And so for a person, it depends upon the individual, I think. And I I do think it takes a keen awareness of what's really going on in your own mind. Mm -hmm. You used a fire analogy. Let me use a water analogy. Okay. You turn the shower all the way to hot. And then step into that shower. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you want to step back out. Right. Burning your skin hot. But yeah. if you choose to stay in there, the longer you're in it, the less hot it feels. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you get to a point where, well, let's use my own life. If you get to a point where my wife and I were, where we were sneaking up to the youth room to French kiss, you know, in our first six months of dating. Mm-hmm. Uh that should have been a, a you know a, a hot water situation where right. I'm like let's back up out of this mm-hmm. this is burning this hurts yeah uh, instead we acclimated mm-hmm. and just continued on in that route and I think the longer you stay in the hot water the more you get comfortable in it mm-hmm. to the point where it doesn't hurt anymore yeah and that is dangerous mm-hmm. now I was a we were both. Hormone-ridden teenagers, mm-hmm. but most of us are yeah. when we start down this path, and so I think that the wiser choice would be just to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a realistic choice? No, right. <laughs> and the same thing goes all the way through that, all the way up through intercourse. You know, premarital sex. It it. The best thing is abstinence. Is it a reality? Not for most people. Right. And that's heartbreaking, but it's also irresponsible irresponsible of us not to assume that, yeah, people are going to be tempted to do this because people like it. Right. Right. <laughs> we were made to enjoy it, and so they're going to want to get there as soon as possible, and consequences and marriage vows be darned uh, when we're... In the heat of the moment. And so it, that is just like you said, it's a, it's a situation where you got to kind of grade that and grade yourself and be honest about how much you can trust yourself to not take it too far. Right. Uh, I'm, I failed. I failed in that. Uh, you know, we, we might have technically remained virgins until marriage, but everything short of that, yeah, we screwed up. And so it kind of felt like a hollow victory. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, well, we have that checkbox, you know, checkmark. We can, we can cross that off. We did that, but might as well have the world's biggest asterisk on it. I can't pronounce that word. Asterisk. Asterisk. That's right. Asterisk. And I feel like it's kind of that way for most Christians. (laughs) Yeah. It's like anything short of that final goal, we're good. Mm -hmm. And that's not, no, not really, not really true. Yeah. Not really true. Um, Another gray area, and we talked about, and I think this falls outside of that, is smoking. Mm. I don't think there's ever a situation where you can say, yeah, I can smoke just a little bit and it's fine. As in cigarettes. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Because there's no real benefit to it. No. At all. 
it is only detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more detrimental it is to you. Mm-hmm. But then you have like you, over, you have eating. Overeating, always detrimental to you, but eating, necessary to life. Very hard. Undereating, very bad for you. Exactly. Very hard line to cross, or very hard uh, tightrope to walk for a lot of people. Most fall on one side or the other and not straight in the middle. That's a very difficult gray area. And healthy isn't always defined by weight. Exactly. Now, I know that there was a large portion of my life where... Even though I was bigger, I was very healthy. And that was kind of one of the negative things that got me to being an unhealthy weight. It's because I would go to the doctor and they would check all my stuff and be like, well, you're in perfect health. You're just overweight, lose weight. But nothing, the weight wasn't doing anything to me at the time. And so I didn't feel any need to get better. And I just kept getting bigger. Eventually I reached a point where, okay, yeah, now it's having some negative effects. And I'm having a hard time to get back to a place where it's healthy again. Right. Uh, and so that's another gray area in which I failed. Um, the music we listen to, the movies we watch, the mm-hmm. TV shows that we watch. There was a, I feel like, oh, this is going to sound weird. It's going to sound bad. <laughs> I watch a lot of shows that have a lot of cussing and violence in them. Mm-hmm. I do not watch shows or movies that have sex in them, mm-hmm. nudity, or a lot of inappropriate sexual jokes or humor and stuff like that. Because I know that pornography and stuff like that is an issue that I've dealt with in the past. And I don't want to give a foothold to that in my life again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a problem with cussing and violence. Uh, I, I see it as realistic to the real world most times. Sometimes it goes way over the board, like Squid Game and stuff like that. But <laughs> but I, I feel like I can separate reality from fiction. I can separate... Uh, I don't feel it has a... Ne- let, me, let me put it that way. I don't feel like it has a, a an overwhelming negative impact on myself. Mm-hmm. And it's also not a common thing. I'm mostly watching Marvel movies and Disney movies. <laughs> it's, it's a uh, Squid Game or whatever here and there is a very rare occurrence. But I also really I don't feel negatively impacted by it. I uh, we've also talked about. I mean, I'm going to keep going on a whole whole spool of things. You need to cut me off at some point. But <laughs> jumping off that with the cussing, we've had the discussions about cussing, and is mm-hmm. is saying cuss words specifically the sin, or is it the mentality behind what you're saying that is the sin? Mm-hmm. What makes this specific four letter word bad, but this other word not bad? How is saying you know D A M N any different from saying dang or darn if the mentality is exactly the same. Exactly. It's a very gray area, but we want to boil it down to what we think is black and white, but we're wrong. So I've jump in. You ready for this? Um, Just to add to your cussing argument, just had this conversation two nights ago with a really good friend standing in church She said, in response to a question her husband asked her, she said, H-E-L-L, no. (laughs) And he looks at her and says, did you just say that in church? And she said, yeah, I absolutely did say that in church. It doesn't count. Well, no, her argument, listen, Uh, her argument was, 
It's a place. What's the difference in me saying heavens no? Oh, I'm I'm misunderstanding you. I thought you literally meant she said H-E-L-L no. no, no. And thought that that made it okay. No. Because she spelled it. No, she said it. Okay. That's less ridiculous, but you could see why I laughed so hard. I got it now. (laughs) No, she actually said hell. Okay. And yeah, um, followed by her answer, her response. (laughs) And it just, it threw him. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you just said that in the middle of church. Yeah. It's a place. Yeah. I mean, why would you have? The pastor has said it from the pulpit. Would you have thought differently (laughs) of me had I said heavens? No. But it's used in the same. Yes, I would have thought you from the 50s. Right. (laughs) Heavens, no. But just like you're saying about darn versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's used in the same aspect, in the same... Heck no. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing. I would honestly rather you say, instead of heck, just say it, because heck ain't a place. (laughs) If that's your argument... Yeah. If we're being real, and this is just a funny thing about me, I enjoy the fake cuss words Uh more... Because they're funner to say. So that's how I grew up. That's how, like, I don't remember if it was a generational thing, if it was regional. I'm not sure. But, I mean, we used, like, the, you talking about the snakes on the plane, the Monday to Friday. Yeah, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday, you know, we just, I can remember having conversations with my friends and just without even thinking off the cuff, replacing cuss words with words, you know? And so like that old orbit, those orbit commercials. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's where it originated from. Shut the front door. Yes. <laughs> and so for me at this point now, it's not, I genuinely am not replacing a cuss word. I'm using the words that I've just grown accustomed to using. You lint liquor. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. In high school, um, Bubba and I and a few of our friends would, we started saying F. Yeah. Not like F this, F that, just F. F. (laughs) What the F? Uh, My older brother used to say foot. And so I did that for a while, foot. <laughs> but you really have to enunciate that to make sure people know what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, it gave it gives it gives you the same feeling. And so, how is that spiritually any different? It's you know? not. It's not. It's not at all. It's it's those consonants that <laughs> give you satisfaction in a way that is releasing your anger instead of dealing with it in an appropriate manner. Mm -hmm. And so for me, someone who I have struggled with anger, I've struggled with anger my entire life, entire life. Um, I think that it's just something that comes naturally to me. It's a natural response when I'm my, I'm feeling lonely. It's a natural response when I'm worried. It's a natural response when I'm hurt. You get angry when you're lonely. Yeah. Hmm. I then become self-deprecating and I get angry with myself. Okay. Why are you, what are, what's wrong with you? What have you done? Why have you pushed so many people away? And then the second that someone tries to come and talk to me, my response to them is not kind. It's going to be snappy and leaning more towards 
anger. You, you didn't care about me 10 minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I've never been that way. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail your thought. No, that's Keep fine. Um, so for someone who is inclined to be more angry, um, hearing curse words or watching movies that have a lot of violence or a lot of intense scenes, a lot of underlying anger that is unhealthy for me. I have to be very careful. You start to feel the emotions yes. from the movie uh-huh. as if they were my your own. My <laughs> heart begins to race. I, you know, I'm thinking things inside my head okay. that all push me towards anger. I also learned early in Celebrate Recovery, you know, when I first started attending Celebrate Recovery, it was because for 10 years, I had believed that Chris was doing things within our marriage that he wasn't doing. And part of that was because of my parents' history, my parents' past, but also because of things that I was watching and listening to. There was a lot of this, you know, drama-filled, unhealthy marriages, unhealthy relationships. And so it was constantly, I was just... Reality Well, <laughs> actually not like... No, not even that. No, like more, um, I mean, there was a, there was a time where I could not even watch like Hallmark movies or even some Disney movies because it fictionalizes relationships. Mm, Okay. You know, and it gives you this false impression of what a marriage or a relationship actually is. And so when Chris wasn't coming home at exactly the same time every day, just ready to greet me. Who are you sleeping with? You know, gotcha. immediately. And so I, I, I don't even necessarily think that anybody said anything or pointed me in that direction, but I just stopped watching it and didn't watch it for at least two years. And then all of a sudden realized I'm not having those same thoughts anymore. Oh, I'm the jerk. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, I'm the jerk moment. Honestly. Yes. Um, Love those. Yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> but you never really realize how much outside influences affect yeah. those gray areas yeah, yeah, yeah. until you're in them. You know, someone who has a shopping addiction. Ooh. That's my mom and kind of me because of my mom. <laughs> yeah. And that's something. I've had to rein it in. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about stumbling blocks in the last segment. I, I mean, what do women like to do together? Hey, you want to go shop? You mm-hmm. want to go grab a coffee and go, you know, go do this and not even realizing it. I could be causing an issue within one of my friend's. Lies. Right, 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 yeah. You wouldn't know that unless they said something. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so, that, uh, I mean, there's a reason I had so many Funko Pops. <laughs> there was uh, several years uh, early on in this collection where I'm like buying 10 a day. Mm. Like nutsoid amount really quickly. Yeah. I went from having three to having 300 in a year. Which is a lot of money yeah, <laughs> being spent really fast. And uh, I realized it was, it was because I had, I was struggling with some emotions that I didn't want to deal with. And so I avoided that by the dopamine hit of 
Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazon cart. Yeah. Go to Hot Topic. Go to GameStop. What do they got here at Hastings? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I miss Hastings, but it's glad. I'm oh, kind of glad they're gone though, also because they really fed that addiction. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I realized then that I had that problem. I didn't really realize that I had it before then. But looking back, I can tell that's kind of been one of the things that I've had. It might not have been my biggest addiction, but it was one that I fell back on uh more than a healthy amount of times. Yeah. Uh, and I had to deal with that. And uh, I think I've successfully gotten that. My wife and I have an agreement now that I'm really only allowed to purchase one type of Funko Pop without her permission. And that is if it's related to the Green Lantern section, my favorite collection. If a new one of those comes out, I'm allowed to buy it. But other than that, I have to talk to her first. But what if it's $1,000? <laughs> Oh, they don't. They don't come out at that price. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not allowed to buy from someone else's collection from way back when. There is a Green Lantern Funko Pop that is $1,599 right now because it's the second one that was ever made. And it is glow-in-the-dark, full-green Hal Jordan Green Lantern. It didn't even come in the box that you typically see anymore. It came in like this plastic kind of clamshell looking thing because that was the original. They weren't even called Funko Pops. They were called Funko Force 2.0 back then. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's it's so much money. It might even be more now. That's just how much I remember it being when I last looked at it three years ago. Like I want it so bad and I really want them to just do a re-release of it so I can have it. But uh, <laughs> and full honesty. More than once, I hovered at an eBay site, thinking to myself, I could get away with buying this. Put it on the credit card, pay it off over the next few months, Adrian will never know. Yeah. And that's a terrible mindset mm-hmm. to be in. Yep. So, yeah, gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, another one, birth control. Oh, yeah. Big one. Huge. Big one. Um, I feel like this is, especially when we come to certain types of birth control, this is one of those things where Christians kind of have a tunnel vision mindset of black and white, good, bad. Now I know Catholics for the most part are fully against birth control of any kind because they think that that is messing with God's plan for your family and people coming into existence. So no... No birth control pills, no condoms, no anything like that. If you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. That's the kind of thing. I don't think all Catholics subscribe to that anymore, but I think the, at least the general ter- church standing is still that. Uh, which is also why Hobby Lobby is always getting heat, because they're a Catholic-owned. Oh, I didn't know they were Catholic. Yeah. Um, I will so... never shop that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am only kidding. That is life. Hobby Lobby is life. Um, yeah, Hobby Lobby is life when you live in Clovis, New Mexico. <laughs> it's your only life. Yes. Uh, but the other thing is the like the morning after pill. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I learned, I was educated on, is not really what we consider it to be. The way I've always heard it presented in churches is, in you know, Christian culture, is that it's essentially the first form of abortion. Like you are, you are taking out a new life where the two strands of DNA have formed a new strand of DNA, a new life, a new existence, and this pill kills it. And that's not actually what it does at all because fertilization doesn't happen 
until about 24 hours after conception. And so there is that window of time before those two strands come together. And what that morning after pill does is it basically stops the egg from coming to meet up with the sperm. Like the egg doesn't arrive at all. And so that mixing, that blending of the two DNA strands never even happens, never even occurs. So there is no new life that is being aborted. It's it's more just like a last-minute wall, last-minute barrier that's put up between the two strands of DNA. Have you ever heard that before? Um, no, I have never heard that before. And I am curious how long, how far after intercourse you can take the morning after pill. Right. And, and you know, it's called the morning after pill for a reason. You want to take it within the morning. And I said that it takes 24 hours for fertilization, but sometimes it can take several more days. It really depends on your kind of ovulation window. But what the pill will do is stop the ovulation from happening. It's not poison. You're not injecting any kind of, you know, poisonous thing that will kill a already fertilized egg. So, if that's already happened, like if you if you didn't take it that next day, the 24 hours has passed and you happen to be ovulating then and it's fertilized and everything's happened and you still take the pill after it, it's not going to abort what happened. It's not going to change it. The baby uh the new life is not going anywhere because the ovulation already occurred. And that's the only thing the pill can do is stop ovulation. It can't kill a new life that's already been made. It's not an abortion pill. And I, I've honestly heard a very large argument opposing that from Christian culture that, you know, uh, fertilization begins with conception and that once the act has happened and there's time for sperm to meet egg. But I guess truthfully that is accurate. It's just leaving out the time window of yeah. the process for it to happen. Right. It's still, it does take time for fertilization to happen for the two strands of DNA to create new life, which is what Christians typically think of as the actual start of a new life. When, there is a new strand of DNA. Mm -hmm. No, it makes perfect sense. It, it truly does. It's just one of those things that never had to think about. Right. I've never had to process. I've never actually sat down even after three kids and thought, oh, okay, it's going to take fertilization time. Duh. Right. And so if, if, if that pill stops the egg from producing or whatever. It, it basically puts up a wall between the two strands of DNA intertwining. Is that sinful? Again, it's going to go right back to what we have said with everything. Yeah. Everything. And truthfully, it's biblical. It's a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I can see the argument that it's still messing with biology. It's still messing with the plan that God had in place. Absolutely. And that's kind of back to the Catholic uh, idea of just no birth control at all. But that's the gray area. 
it is yeah, yeah it is a gray area i do think that we we know 100 percent that god has a plan for everybody yeah he has a plan and a purpose for each one he set us apart we know that that's in his word however he also tells us repeatedly to use wisdom mm-hmm. you know and i truly believe that for most medical advancements, God would consider that wisdom. Yeah. In most cases, you know, um, it would not be wise for a newly married couple who are very young and aren't necessarily settled financially or within a career, you know, to, jump right into having child after child after child after child without concern for the future. Right. You know, that would not be wise. So in that regard, I think that birth control to some degree, however that's going to look, whether that, that doesn't have to be a pill. Let's say birth control the two words for what they are, even if that is family planning, you know, if you just follow your ovulation cycles and be careful with that term, (laughs) family planning is what is typically a dog whistle for abortion. You're right. (laughs) Which I find no gray area in. Well, very little minute gray area in a very specific circumstance, but we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many topics that we should or could, but don't need to right now. Um, that one can be its whole show on its own. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even if it's just calculating your ovulation cycle and, you know, being very cautious and careful with your sex life mm-hmm. as a husband and wife, then that is controlled birth. Yeah. That's birth control. Yeah. You know? That would be being wise as a couple. You truly have to be on the same page as to what your conviction is Mm -hmm. and what you believe God's plan for your family is and what that looks like. As far as the morning after pill. Sure. I'm sure there's some situations where a husband and wife, it would be beneficial for a wife. It would be needed. It would be necessary. Yeah. But as a whole, the majority, you think morning after pill and you think, an irresponsible teenage girl mistakes Mm -hmm. things of that nature who yeah if it's a like a a habitual usage right (laughs) then yeah there's definitely a problem there Mm -hmm. yeah and so again that's why i'm thankful that god knows our heart he knows the intent of our heart and that's what he judges us based off of not what the world judges us based (laughs) off of um so we could get into a whole lot more of these, um, but I think the the main issue is just the fact that there are a lot of actual gray areas. There's a lot of of situations where we think it's a straight black and white thing, but then there are these qualifying questions that pop up that make things a little bit more difficult to discern. Uh, there is a practice on what to do with gray areas, and that's ask yourself a set of questions about something you're thinking of doing. First up, will it benefit me spiritually? 
First uh, Corinthians ten twenty three. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. And so this is saying, you know, we've been freed from the law from the Old Testament. We are allowed to do pretty much anything that's not explicitly forbidden at this point. Mm-hmm. But not all things are going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there are certain things that for you will be sinful, mm-hmm. that will not edify you, will not profit you, and will not honor God. And so you have to be more cognizant of who you are as a person. And that might mean you make a mistake and you choose to do something that is not going to be uh, benefiting you spiritually. But you should have the idea that, well, if you realize that, never again. Right. We won't be doing that. <laughs> but I mean, God expects us, not expects us, but knows that we're going to screw this stuff up. Even when it comes to the first thing we talked about, like, you know, sexual relationships before marriage. That's in the Bible. It's like, look, if you can't stop yourself, then just get married. <laughs> you know, it's it's not saying if you can't stop yourself, well, then yeah. go, go die in a ditch. Yeah, burn in hell for terrible forever. Terrible human. Yeah. It's yeah. saying just get married so it's not a sin anymore. Mm-hmm. That way Make you can keep right. doing it and you're in line with God's plan at that point. You know, it's essentially a, a just come on already. <laughs> Make it easy on yourself. The next question, will it bring bondage? Uh, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will be not, not be mastered by anything. That's first Corinthians six twelve. So that's what we were talking about. Is this going to become an addictive thing for me? Do I have a, a blind spot here to the fact that if I do this, I will do it more and more to the point where it becomes a God in my life or an idol in my life, a place that I run to instead of God. That's bondage. You can't serve two masters, that whole thing. Will it defile God's temple? Uh, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. First Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Pretty much anything that brings harm to your body or brings shame to your body is not glorifying God's temple right. within you. But again, it's not just like a straight master list of... These things are good and these things are bad. It's got to be tailored to you. Will it cause anyone to stumble? That's what we brought that up as well. Uh, Food will not commend us to God. Uh, We are neither the worse if we do not eat nor the better if we do eat. But take care lest this liberty of yours somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 8, 8 through 9. Uh, Will it further the cause of evangelism? First uh, Corinthians ten thirty two through thirty three. Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks or to the Church or of God. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. So, is your use or or practice of this going to turn people away from God? Is essentially the question. I think that's maybe the 
one of the hardest ones to discern or maybe the hardest ones to listen to, ask mm -hmm. ourselves, be willing to ask ourselves. <laughs> and I think that might be the one I'm struggling with most when it comes to like, well, marijuana in our first topic. And a mm -hmm. lot of these topics is, you know, if, and that's why we talked about, you know, whether it's an open thing or a private thing, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, you know, someone's openly saying, oh, I, I recreationally use marijuana, but not enough to be fully intoxicated or legally intoxicated or anything. That still could be a big deterrent from someone who's like, well, they're no better than us. Mm -hmm. They're doing everything that we're doing. You know, that, that's, that's that kind of mindset. And so it takes a deep look into how you're doing this and how it will affect the world around you. Uh, will it violate my conscience? Romans 14, 23. He who doubts is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith and whatever is not from faith is sin. So this is kind of what we were talking about when it comes to food or vegetarianism or stuff like that. Like if, if you fully believe that it's wrong to eat meat spiritually, religiously, but then you eat meat, that's a sin for you mm -hmm. because you are now going against what you believe is going against God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and then will it bring glory to God? First Corinthians ten thirty one. therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So this is a very clear verse that's saying that pretty much every single thing that we do, even something as small as eating and drinking our meals needs to glorify God in some manner. It needs to not defile our relationship with God. And all these questions are difficult ones. And I honestly think if we looked at all these questions for every single thing that we did, we probably wouldn't be doing much. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going against it. I'm just saying we're not ever going to be perfect and we're not ever going to get this right. And we're also kind of products of our time. It is more and more difficult to be able to do everything right as the world around us has been shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, sometimes a calling to put ourselves in situations that might not be beneficial for us when it comes to trying to be in the world and not of it, but to be all things to all people, to minister to people that are on the wrong side of a certain line also puts you in danger because mm -hmm. you have to go to those places that are on the other side of the line. Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you have to fall into the same mistakes, but it does put you in that position where you could. Right. It's difficult. <sighs> I do think there are quite a few things in this world that we can do that while they're not uh, like sp spiritually building, they're also not spiritually destroying. Neutral things, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, in instance, play on your phone in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I don't, depending on what you're, I mean, playing a, playing a harmless game on your phone in the bathroom. There we go. That's not spiritually edifying. It's also not spiritually destructive. Mm -hmm. What are you supposed to be praying while you're on the toilet? I'm sure you could pray everywhere, pray always, but I mean, every single time you're on the toilet. <laughs> Right. Like how how is that realistic in any fashion? 
However, <laughs> if your phone or this game or whatever it is has become an idol, mm-hmm. and you're, you're finding there for yourself an hour. exactly you done ten minutes in, you're finding yourself <laughs> retreating to the bathroom to get away. Right. You're essentially using your phone in the bathroom. I love that you built the scenario around it. <laughs> Listen, you're essentially using your phone in the bathroom in the same way that, you know, an alcoholic uses alcohol mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. They're an trying escape. to su- yep, suppress a feeling and escape from reality yeah. to feel something that's not realistic. Right. And... On the complete opposite end, you could be completely frustrated and angry and you feel like you're going to lose it at somebody for no reason and you need to be able to calm yourself down. You know that you don't have the the uh, right mindset to like go and like pray or listen to worship music because you're not going to be able to get out of that. So you need to distract yourself enough to calm down so you can get to that mindset and you go to the bathroom and you play on your phone for a little bit. Let out some of the stress, and then you can be a little bit more open to hearing God's voice. What a silly, silly scenario we just created. Hold on. But it's real. It's 100% real. Absolutely. As you were reading the list, I kept kind of coming around to one, like, end result, one conclusion that plays right into these two very silly er, (laughs) scenarios that we came up with. But it's something that we've continually said. Every person is going to be different. So you're asking the same questions, but depending on your heart, depending on your convictions, depending on your struggles, it can be exactly the same thing. You can be asking yourself the same questions about the same usage of whatever as your brother, but you have two different responses. I'm actually going to backtrack on something that I said. I said I don't think. I said I think there are neutral things. I'm. I'm, I'm actually. I don't think that. Because just thinking about this, the most neutral way I can think of using the phone in the bathroom is going in there, using the bathroom, and saying, "I'd like to play a game right now," and having fun. That's spiritually edifying. <laughs> that is adding a minute amount of joy to your life and. It builds your your uh, ability to spread joy outwardly from that situation in the sure. bathroom <laughs> with your phone. I guess everything does have just a, a little bit of good or bad. <laughs> Matt, I have been saying for at least the last 10 years, and it's uh, something, it, this is like a beat my head against the wall thing for me. Yeah. When people say that there are some things that are black and white, to me, almost everything has gray area. It has at least a tiny shred of gray. Mm-hmm. It truthfully does. When we consider our brother, <clears throat> when we consider that every decision, every choice, everything that we do or say or act on could possibly, potentially cause a reaction in someone else's life for good or bad without us even knowing it. It's unintentional, but it could begin a domino effect. There's a lot of gray, a whole heck of a lot of gray. Dang it. Okay. 
so since you brought that up, I'm going to cycle back to my abortion thing. Because that, I think, for most people, would be an example of, oh, definitely black and white. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a case for one sliver of gray. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, in cases of, like, rape or incest or anything like that, because I really feel like those children can still be redeemed, that life can still be redeemed. I've met uh, two couples who the wife had been raped and had the child, and they were raising the child. Mm. And it was something that God blessed and grew into something great for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, God can redeem all those situations. There is one, though, one incredibly specific scenario where I think it is justified. And that is when the life of the mother is at stake and the mother is not able to make the choice herself. As a husband, the Bible lays it out that my first, uh, my first responsibility mm-hmm. is to my wife and my next responsibility is to my children. My, pa- my former pastor put it this way because he believes the same thing. If both my wife and my child were hanging off a cliff unconscious and their ropes were about to snap, it's my duty to save my wife. And then to save my children. Even though our, our mindset thinks, well, the children are weaker. Well, it's not about their strength. They're both hanging by a rope. It's both, they're both ropes are failing at the exact same speed. It's my responsibility to save my wife first and then to save my children. Because my first priority is to my wife. My protection is supposed to go towards her. If she can't make the call out of save them first, making her decision then it is my responsibility to save her myself. So if there's a situation where the doctor comes out and says, one of them is going to die, we have to make the decision. She is unconscious. She can't make the decision. You have to make the decision. I think the biblical case is made that I would have to save my wife. Even though you can make the case that, well, yes, she's already lived quite a life and this has taken away a life. I agree. I agree that that is part of that gray area. But I believe the Bible lays out the case that it is my responsibility to save my wife first. I'm not saying that'd be an easy thing. Right. In any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I think the Bible is at least clear on that. That in that one extremely rare, extremely difficult situation... That would be my responsibility, regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. That might mean to my wife, I made the wrong choice and that could end a marriage mm-hmm. at that point. But I would feel justified in that I did what I was supposed to do. Right. Now, I'm not saying if I was met with that situation, I'd have the strength to even decide. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd really act in that situation. But I do believe if there's a chance to save my wife and I had to be the one to make that decision, that's the decision I should biblically make. Mm-hmm. Plenty of plenty of gray area, plenty of ways that people can argue against it, and I understand, and I'm not hateful towards you if you disagree with me uh, in that area, but that's... That's a conclusion that God has put on my heart 
should that situation arise. And he has never dissuaded me of that conclusion. Mm -hmm. And so until I am dissuaded of that, <laughs> I, I believe that would be what I would have to do. Right. And so I think even with that question in the air, even if, even if you don't believe that that's the case, if you're, and I'm sure that's most people, <laughs> even if you don't believe that's the case, even the fact that that question is there is proof that there is still gray area, even in things that look the most black and white to believers. Mm -hmm. And so you do have to examine pretty much everything mm -hmm. in your life as best as you can to the best of your ability as often as you can to the best of your ability knowing that we're not going to be perfect and knowing that we're going to get it wrong a lot mm -hmm. and knowing that God is a forgiving God and a loving God mm -hmm. <sighs> do you have anything else to add? oh so much but <laughs> <laughs> alright well let's let's close this one out because we still have another one yeah now, in our first two discussions, we've discussed gray areas that are more of a personal nature, things that we have a choice to do ourselves. But what about gray areas in the world around us and how we react to them? When and how do we change with the times? We'll talk about that tomorrow. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll share some things that we love. Thy Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We are always developing resources and guides to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN on air and join in. to the back row morning show and things are winding down for the day all right now before we go we want to share some things that we love uh do you want to go first you want I, to go first i don't care first. either way you go first i listen yeah you do you it's almost really <laughs> thanks <laughs> it's almost christmas we just got our christmas cards in the mail I knew that this was going to be my something that I love the second that I used it. And the fact that you noticed it and said something about oh, it when okay. I hand, yeah. handed you the card just kind of, you know, it affirmed my decision. Mm -hmm. um, last year, I want to say it was in January, I bought a stamper, an address stamper for envelopes that has our last name and our address on it, thinking I don't ever want to have to address another card again, especially at Christmas time when we're sending out. Right. Very many. <laughs> many much cards. Mm -hmm. Many much of them. So um, at the time of this recording, we had just gotten our Christmas cards in and I got to use it for the first time ever and thought that it was just the most brilliant tool ever invented and created by man. So, and if you're thinking this is like the ones at your business, that's just a straight up, you know, aerial font, left aligned garbage thing. No, this is beautiful. Yeah. It's got a very cool oaks written out on it. And then even the font that you chose for the address 
is kind of like a, almost a typewriter-esque yeah. looking thing. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little thicker and thinner than the others, like like you would with a typewriter. I mean, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. And it's centered. I want to get, yeah, and it's centered. I want to get one, honestly. Yeah. I like it a lot. So I actually found it last year on the website that I said a couple months ago was some, my something that I love, Jane. Jane, yeah. Yep. And so they had several different um, font combinations that you could choose from and uh, spacing. It, I want to say it was like 25 different combinations that yeah. you could choose from. And I'm sure there are places, it. I'm sure there are places yeah. that'll do whatever you make, which right. I feel like I could make a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's a good so that is my something that I love. I'm actually looking forward to it. Looking forward to doing Christmas cards this year. <laughs> All right. Mine, uh, a couple couple of weeks ago, I said Squid Games was Ugh. the thing that I love, which, again, came with a big asterisk. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, yeah. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a, a new one for anybody who wanted to watch it but didn't want all the violence or cursing. Mr. Beast's Squid Games oh. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mr. Beast, along with a um, mobile game company, basically built all six of the games. Yeah. And held a giant contest for, I think it was like $1,000 per person. That's what it was. So the one person at the end got to walk away with $456,000. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, everybody in the show dies when they're out. Mm-hmm. So every one of them has like this pack on their stomach that mm-hmm. pops like it's a bullet. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like movie magic stuff, but yeah. it pops like they got shot and they have to pretend like they died. Uh, <laughs> thing. It's, it's, it was very impressive how they built everything. Everything looks almost identical to the way it did in the show, including there's this one, there's a glass bridge where, there's two panes of glass, uh, like you know, twenty rows of that. Mm-hmm. One of them in the show is tempered glass that you can step on. One of them is not, and you'll fall through to your death. They rebuilt that not with glass, but with you know, some sort of flooring or whatever that looked identical. And there was like a big foam pit underneath, but they would still fall. <laughs> Like it would cave out from under them and they would fall down into this foam pit. It was incredibly um, like anxiety inducing, even though it wasn't life or death. But these were real people doing this. It was very, very well made. And so if you want to see kind of like what the show was not a, you know, it wasn't the storyline, but at least you'll see like the cool games from the show. Go check that out on YouTube. It was a really well-made game. Chris and the kids were watching it the other night and as I was finishing up decorating the tree. And they were really enjoying it. I didn't even turn around to look and see what was going on. But just listening to them react, that was fun. Yeah. That's one of the few things I've made my wife watch. Yeah. I don't do that too much with YouTube videos. I'm like, you have to see this. And she's like, it was during that glass bridge game where like... They're getting to the point where nobody wanted to go. Like, no, you have to go first. You have to go. I'm not going to go another step. I just did three of them. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> and like the timer's down. It's like 30 seconds left. And there's like four more rows to go. And so many people. And Danger's just like, come on, somebody do it. <laughs> None of you are going to get the prize. Oh, it was so good. 
I That's like it awesome. when I can excite her like that with, yeah. with something that I liked too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, we like a lot of the same things, but there are some things that just mostly I like. Yeah. But occasionally I can get her to admit it. <laughs> she did. I mean, sorry, just a side story. She did very lovingly watch wrestling with me for like a whole year when we were dating <laughs> before finally saying, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> I said, I thank you so much for trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 119, 150. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LT and Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LT and Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LT and Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.